With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Major League Baseball is here. Wildcard game, Louis. It is here. It is time. We're going to be baseball fans. We are talking to Max Goodman out of the New York if you've got any questions, make sure you give us a text on double eight double three anything baseball. He knows it, Louis. You want to do yeah. the honours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, mate, because it's a, it's a very special time of year whenever it rolls around to October. Uh, baseball fans, we have a lot of them in New Zealand. So double eight double three, make yourself known. Who's your team through this playoffs? This is the time. And if you've got any questions for our man Max, send them through right now. Double eight double three, and we'll get them to him because it is Izzy, one of the oldest and most famous rivalries in sports. And today, the Red Sox from Boston will host the Yankees from New York in the American League Wild Card game in the MLB, where only one team can carry on their playoff dream. Finishing the season with, get this, identical 92 and 70 records. The symmetry of their seasons has to be appreciated. So what better way to do it than to head to th- back to the States this morning. This morning we're catching up with Sports Illustrated's New York Yankees reporter, Max Goodman. He's on the line with us. Max, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me, guys. No, no worries. Thanks for making yourself available on a special day when the baseball uh, postseason kicks off. It's um, Is it still Americans' pastime? Can you call it that? Or is, is pop- popularity waning? Well, it definitely is for me. I mean, baseball has always been my passion and, and my favorite sport to, to follow and now to cover. I think that uh, the NFL football is, is definitely king in, in the United States right now, at least in my opinion. Uh, but I think baseball's still up there. They've got a couple of young and rising stars around the country that might be able to carry us for, for the next generation, you know? Put into context about this rivalry, mate. We've been talking all morning about rivalries, partnerships around the world, some great ones. Talk to us about this rivalry, Red Sox-Yankees. Is it still a big rivalry to this day? Absolutely. I think it's the most storied rivalry in in baseball history, possibly even... In sports history, I think it's up there. I mean, you could consider, you know, some some boxers that had rivalries over the years and, you know, different soccer or football clubs like a Barcelona, Real Madrid or, or whatever it may be. But but in the States, it's definitely Yankees, Red Sox. And 
I, yeah. as, as I was growing up in, in New York City, that was the story. These two teams are always neck and neck in the standings. Uh, they, they, the fan bases hate each other. It's always a rambunctious <laughs> environment at the two different ballparks when they play against each other. So as much as maybe the last few years haven't been as infamous in terms of, you know, brawls on the field and, and stars that had rivalries one-on-one against each other, I think that this game tonight on, on Tuesday here in the States, it could kind of reinvigorate that rivalry to an extent because whoever wins has a good shot to, to go far in the postseason this year. Hey, that that rivalry and the fan part of it, the fan, the fan aspect of it, Max, you Americans, you guys do that kind of sports hate better than anyone, I reckon. It's not real hate, it's sports hate, and these fan bases love that. So at Fenway Park today, is it going to be sold out? Like, is it going to be um, loud, and do you think the Red Sox will get a bit of a lift because of their home field advantage, or how does that work? I definitely think home field advantage plays a role uh, in, in this game. I was at Fenway Park last week when the Yankees were playing there for a a three-game series, and the Yankees were trying to make the postseason at that point, and they needed to win all of those games, and they ended up sweeping the Red Sox at Fenway. And the environment there was, honestly, it was indescribable. I mean, a sellout crowd, almost 40,000 people, a, a good amount of Yankees fans, but considering where we were with the pandemic and stadiums were empty last season, it was kind of the first taste of you know, a full crowd being in it in such an important game. And I think that we're going to see that exponentially even more on, on Tuesday night because it's going to be a sellout crowd. Fans are going to be standing up or on the edge of their seat for every single pitch as it is in the postseason where everything matters so much in a, in a game where the, the winner advances and the loser goes home. So I think that can mm. definitely play a role. And whoever gets out in front early in this game because the starting pitchers are, are really good and, and the offenses are both, uh, pretty powerful and talented for both these clubs, they have the advantage too. Maybe the Yankees can silence the crowd by getting out in front early. Ooh, so how do you see this game panning out, mate? They're both evenly matched sides throughout the season. Same uh, results, same numbers of, of wins, losses. How do you see this game panning out? And who's going to be the well, I'll, I'll Yeah, I'll, I'll tell it from a, from a Yankees perspective because I followed them all <laughs> season long. As much as their record is the yeah. same as the Red Sox, they've had such a streaky season and they've been so inconsistent in that at one point they won 13 games in a row, but at other points it seems like they, they can't buy a win. They've been losing for, mm. for weeks at a time. So as much as the, the surface level statistics look pretty similar for these two teams, it's going to come down to, like I said, can the Yankees get out in front early and, and establish some momentum with, the the powerful guys and the stars that they have in that lineup because Nathan Evaldi, who's pitching for the Red Sox, has had their number in the past. He's pitched well against the Yankees. Mm. So I think that the stars, you know, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and then the, the two guys that they acquired in the trade deadline several months ago, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, if those four in the middle of the Yankees order can – you know, put some runs on the board for the offense and provide Garrett Cole, the Yankees pitcher, with some run support early on. I think they'll be in good shape. 
There's a really good question here from Jamie Max, who's phoned, uh, texted in, asking about the New York sports scene in general. Uh, are the Yankees still like the undoubted team? Because you hear a lot about the New York Knicks who have had a bit of a lull. Then you think about the Brooklyn Nets, who actually in New Zealand, Sean Marks is the GM of. And then you've got the Mets, right? Uh, what is the picking order? And then with the NFL teams, like where do the Yankees sit in New York's, uh, like the, I guess, the sports scene? That's a great question. I think it it has varied a lot in my lifetime and, and the lifetime of, you know, my dad and, and all these people that have have been sports fans in, in this city and this tri-state area overall. I think right now, you know, when you think of who's the next team that could possibly win a championship, I think it's the, the Yankees and, and the Brooklyn Nets, at least in my opinion. Uh, the Knicks are taking a step forward this year. The Mets didn't make the playoffs, but they, they might have a bright future with some stars on that team as well. And then in the NFL, the, the Jets and Giants look like they're a ways away from contending. You know, the Jets finally got their first win of the season this past weekend. They're playing in London on Sunday. And the Giants as well, I think they just got their first win. Uh, or maybe it was their second win, I'm not sure. But those two teams aren't as competitive in their league. I mean, honestly, the the Buffalo Bills are, are the best football team in New York. And they're not in the city, but they still count as New York, right? So uh, I, I think the Yankees do still count as as a powerhouse in this state and in this city and in terms of who's, who's a fan of theirs and how the media portrays it and celebrities locally and, and around the country and the world in terms of, you know, wearing Yankees apparel and, and rooting for them on social media and stuff. I think it's still, it's still the biggest name in, in this uh, market and possibly even in sports. Who knows? Somebody's slagging out uh, Cole on our text text machine here, James. Uh, Cole's been average in September, given up five, three, and seven runs last three starts. So, um, is that true? And, and how much did the pitches come into it when you get to October, uh, Max? Does, does that really make the difference if you can get a, a, a hot pitcher? Absolutely. Uh, the The thing about these wild card games is managers will make decisions with urgency because there's no tomorrow if you lose the game, right? So if Garrett Cole goes out and he has what a lot of people would call like a clunker, which means he would give up a lot of runs early, then maybe Aaron Boone, the Yankees manager, would take him out and bring in, because the Yankees have, you know, over 10 pitchers on their roster for tonight and everybody's mm. available to pitch. Right. Um, so as much as Garrett Cole has been, you know, not too great his last couple of starts, which is true, he has been their ace all year long, and he's making $324 million. He signed a record sure. contract a couple of years ago. Uh, so this is, yeah. Is that New Zealand dollars? Or? <laughs> quite a bit of money. How many years yeah. is that? Uh, I think it was for nine years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was a record deal, you know, most, most ever for a starting pitcher, I believe, at the time. And... That's what he's paid for, to go out in a big game against your rival in the postseason and pitch your way to a victory. And so they're counting on him to be the best pitcher in the world, like he like he was paid to be, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that they have faith in him to go out there and produce. But if he doesn't, they have a lot of players ready and, and willing to, to help out from the bullpen. Wow. Well, those are some absolute crazy numbers <laughs> that people are getting paid. But I got to, I was lucky enough to be in Chicago in 2016 and, and the Chicago Cubs, they won the World Series. Anthony Rizzo was a name that came to my mind. Now he's playing for the Yankees. How's he gone uh, in that transition over from the Cubs to the Yankees? 
Yeah, I, I went to Northwestern, which is just outside of Chicago. So I was there when they won the World Series, too, following that team. Um, but, yeah, Rizzo has been – I guess he hasn't necessarily fulfilled expectations, you know, completely because he is such a superstar, and a lot of fans expected him to, to be that good once he got to the Yankees. And he's, he's contributed. He hasn't been bad, per se. Uh, but when you look at the advanced statistics, he just hasn't been – at the same level of, of Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton and such. But the key with him, and I've, I've said this before in the last couple of days, is he's been in this situation before. And like you mentioned, mm. he helped that Cubs team go and win a World Series, and he has postseason experience in his career over many seasons. So I think that he'll be able to you know, provide that veteran leadership and that experience in the middle of this lineup. He's so good defensively at first base as well. Uh, so Garrett Cole can, and, and the pitchers can count on him when there are balls in the infield throughout the course of the game. And, yeah, I think he might be an X factor for the Yankees because, you know, he's a left-handed hitter in this lineup with a lot of right-handed hitters. And once the Red Sox go to the bullpen, they have a lot of really talented righties in that bullpen. And Rizzo might have a favorable matchup in the final few innings to do some damage and maybe even deliver a game-winning hit. Who knows? Hey Max, that's um that Garrett Cole contract. That's four hundred and sixty-four million uh, New Zealand dollars over nine years. So that's how much that cash that wow. is. That's a, that's it a lot. That's a lot of 52, money. Fifty-two, fifty-two million a year, New Zealand. That's <laughs> sickening. That's about that's a mill a week, and that's fair enough. I mean, he is yeah, he is the ace, and he got the contract. Good on him. Hey, a couple of people asking. We'll get you out on this one. Irrespective of what happens today, that the Sox and Yankees, who is the clubhouse to watch? Who's the who's the team that could go all the way this year? If you had to tip one out to your New Zealand counterparts, who would it be? You're saying between the Yankees and Red Sox, or just overall? Over overall, league league wide. Leave your heart out of it. That's such a tough question. I mean, there's so many different teams. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll. I'll go off of my predictions because I filled out a, a playoff bracket yesterday for, for how I think the, the postseason will go. And I said, as much as I cover the Yankees, and I think that they can do some damage too, I think the Tampa Bay Rays are the team that's going to go on and win the World Series coming out of the American League East. They've just been such a thorn in the Yankees' side throughout these last couple of years, and they made the World Series last year. They're just a really talented team, a, a well-oiled machine in the sense that no matter who they put out there on the field, even if it's not superstar caliber players, they always get the job done, and their pitching staff is so deep and talented. And then in the National League, my pick to, to lose in the World Series is the Milwaukee Brewers. They just have a really good Ooh. starting pitching core. And as we saw a couple years ago with uh, the Washington Nationals in 2019, they were the wild card team coming out of the National League. No one really envisioned that they could go on a run but they had three really good starting pitchers, and they carried that team all the way to the World Series. And I kind of am predicting that the, the Brewers will have a similar route, kind of leaning on you know stars like Christian Yelich on offense. But Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, those are their two top starting pitchers, and I think that they can – carry that team to the to the finish line as well. But I, I'm picking the Rays to win it all. Oh, you've, that's awesome. There you go. You've been very generous with your Rays. time, Max. So $3.50 to win the AL and about $6.50 New Zealand to win the World Series. Max, we really appreciate your time, man. You do great work for Sports Illustrated, and we really appreciate it. And um, hopefully we can catch up again sometime soon. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thank you so much for having me. First time calling over Thanks, to, Max. to New Zealand. It was an honor.
Yeah, that's all right. Just don't get silly with that conversion rate, all right? Yeah, just, just, uh, that's just, don't, don't. He, he can hopefully spare a couple million for us someday. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's right. All right, there you go. Max Goodman is in. Uh, but look, I knew there was a baseball community out in, in Aotearoa. Oh, I said it. I said it. I said unbelievable. That's once today. <laughs> You're all right, man. <laughs> what about this from Lance Papamoa? Yankees suck. Go Braves. Chop <laughs> on. Fair enough, Lance. And Boston first half money line two dollars. Leshko. That's from James. There you go. Thank you, Lance and James, for getting in touch. Something there that Max said really interested me. He said the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry might not just be the biggest in baseball, it might be the biggest in world sport, and it goes up there with some of the great, and even in football, the El Clasico. Izzy, I think that's a really interesting point. Double A, double three, what are the best rivalries in sport? And do the Yankees and Red Sox, would that kind of come across into your top five? Maybe we'll compile ours ours after this. Double A, double three, great rivalries in sport. We'll be back to take a look at some of those after this. It's 20 minutes past seven. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.